Hi everyone and welcome to SideQuest 11 of High Scores High Stakes, the podcast that thinks it's flying but it's actually fallen with style. I am your host as always, Mr. Lover Lover, and with me as always is my co-host. The one co-host you can rely on, Lover, it's Tomahawk. Yeah. How are we? Well, you say rely well, on. There was, there was one episode you missed, uh, the most important episode of all time, some would add. The one that clinched included. it, that's all we'll say. The one that clinched it. <laughs> <laughs> clinched it, he says. 32 points clear by the end. Clinching it. An absolute steamroll that steamroll at Tom. Ah, uh, we're 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 beyond that now. It's close season. This is uh new beginnings. <laughs> we get to reinvent ourselves. <laughs> that is it. That is it. And speaking of reinventing ourselves, we're far too lazy to do that. So high scores, high stakes is not really changing. What is it? Oh, I hear you shout into your device of choice, listener, forward slash watcher. High scores, high stakes is very simple. It's for friends, for PlayStations. Every week we pick a new game and we challenge each other in it. The winner of the challenge gets three points. The second place gets two points. Third place gets one point and fourth place gets zero points. And then all of our points are totaled together over the course of a season in a league table. And whoever finishes top of that league table is our champion for that season. But we're not in season at the minute. We are off season. Season two is done and season three is right around the corner. So what are we doing tonight? It's really, really easy. We have thrown out the gauntlet on social media to other fellow content creators. That's who this guy is. Who are you, mysterious stranger in the square beside me? (laughs) Evening, guys. So my name is Andy Games underscore 94. Thank you very much, first of all, for having me on the pod. It's been, you know, it's been looking forward to this for a while. It's a dream come true. You can say it. It's fine. It is. Yes, that's (laughs) that's right. I I just, you know, I've got to be modest here, Chris. You know, like I just, (laughs) it's a dream come true. It's like this is, you know, in terms of content creation, I think this is the peak. This this is the peak of content creation, you know. I I didn't want to say that, but you're absolutely right. nothing but the crushing abyss after this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all downhill from here, you know, of course, but <laughs> but yes, so my name's Andy Games underscore ninety-four. I am a Nintendo speedrunner, primarily Super Mario sixty four. Um love it. I know how much you love that game. Um It's my favorite game of all time. Favorite game of all time, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I speedrun that. I speedrun the main categories, extension categories, and more recently I've gotten into the mod hacks of Mario 64 just for like general playthroughs because for anybody who's ever speed ran, they will know that it's quite mentally taxing. And you know, um mm-hmm. having grinded out the speedruns I have, I just feel like I need a change. And obviously as far as much of a change as that goes, I still play Mario. You know? I just I just do it a bit slower. <laughs> I, I will say whatever I do watch you on the on your Twitch channel. It's sometimes I think, oh, this is gonna be a nice, easy, watchable stream, and then sometimes just watch the pits of human despair as you try and do sub twenty run. It's I don't know. You, my heart nearly bleeds for you at the same time, but I'm like, it's only Mario. Calm down. <laughs> no, but the the thing the thing with that is right. And I, I, yes, I know what you mean. It is only Mario, but it's like imagine that you're really good at something but you can't do it consistently and or what you can do it consistently but then all of a sudden when it matters you can't do it at all that's why it gets frustrating and just you know when you mentioned sub 20 there like so just for the context 
um, for 16 star runs for Super Mario 64. Sub 20 is like a good benchmark for getting just past that beginner stage. Mm -hmm. And it took me about seven months, which is quite a long time. But I've I finally got there. I finally got there. I got my sub twenty, and I haven't looked at sixteen stars since because it was the bane of my existence. <laughs> I would say Mario sixty four is is one of the banes of my existence. Not a game I have any sort of love for. However, in saying that, I do remember watching the reveal of Mario 64 way back when on Games Master on TV and it blew my mind. I thought it was the best looking thing I'd ever seen and then I played it and I instantly hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show you everyone looks aren't everything look past beyond the looks and see what's underneath and maybe people say it's one of the best games of all time. I disagree wholeheartedly with, with that assertion. I really do. But before we go any further into what you do and where people can find you, Andy, you find us on social media, and I know the people listening are wanting to know, here, where can I find you on social media? It's easy. Go to highscoreshighstakes.com, and there you'll find links to everything we do. It's still very much a work in progress, but, but it's getting there slowly but surely. We will have a whole heap of content there coming up soon, so highscoreshighstakes.com. That's where Andy finds us. He'll say he didn't, and he'll say he knows Tom personally in real life. It's a lie. He finds us on highscoreshighstakes.com. He's a deep fake. That's it. He's, uh... <laughs> the, the, yeah, this, 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 is, this is true. I am actually a product of AI. Um, <laughs> and I definitely find High Scores High Stakes on the website, highscoreshighstakes.com. Cool. Things, things you love to hear. But now we know what you do, Andy. One thing you haven't said is where we can find you. So I'm presuming it's twitch.tv forward slash andygames underscore 94. You presume correct? Yes, twitch.tv uh, forward slash andygames underscore 94. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I got my own link right now. Um, I'm also <laughs> on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Twitter, because I refuse to call it X, uh, under mm -hmm. the same username, andygames underscore 94, because simplicity is key, you know? I mean, exactly. I agree. I agree. And I have never gotten anything wrong in my social media links of this podcast ever. And never I once. Definitely. Perfection every time. I have never called this podcast by the wrong name either. That has never happened. You call it high stakes, high scores by any chance? Uh, yep. Low yep. stakes, no scores, high stakes, high scores, low stakes, mid scores. We've high had stakes, it all. High stakes. We have, we we trialed everything, and the focus group of seven hundred and twenty-four eighteen to sixty-year-olds decided high scores, high stakes was the best name. That's fair. It's... Very uh, family fortunes going on there. Like we asked a hundred people, what should we name our podcast? <laughs> our survey said, <laughs> "Please don't <laughs> save us all from your name banter." <laughs> <clears throat> So you are a speedrunner of Super Mario 64, Andy. Yes. That is the cliff notes of everything that you do. And uh, you play mod uh, ROM hacks, effectively, of it. What is your favorite ROM hack of Mario 64? So, and why? At the moment, it really just depends, to be honest. Like, So obviously, sticking with the whole speedrunning thing, so my favorite mod at the moment would be Mario 64 Randomizer, mm -hmm. which... I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever played a randomizer before, mm -hmm. but, you know, for 
to take Mario 64, for example, it's like you go into a painting and it takes you to a random level. And oh, the star okay. spawns are in different places. And <clears throat> yeah, it's just a little bit chaotic. Um, but what I find with that is there's so much you can do. Like, you know, you can pick a seed number, you can like run practice routes and stuff like that. And, you know, it's good for speedrun. And on that, I actually, as of today, I'm officially a world, re- world record holder in what? one of the categories <laughs> for 30 star randomizer. Well done. No way. That's Which, incredible. You know, it's uh, I, I was absolutely blown away. Like I, I got the record Friday night and I got verified this afternoon. So officially on the leaderboard, yeah, awesome. I got a notification well speedrun.com. Andy Games underscore 94 has beaten the world record. Nice. Do they send you anything out or is it just more of a here's an online recognition or how does that do you know oh, how that works? Literally just the notification just to mm-hmm. say and then the people other people on the leaderboard would probably get notified as well. Yeah. Like I've been top three on leaderboards before and that that one kind of sucks because it's like you get the reminder every time somebody beats your beats you. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're like sitting eighth at this point, it's just like <laughs> your third place time. Remember you had that? Well, guess what? Not anymore. Now you're twelfth. <laughs> um, so, so it's nice to be at the top of the tree for a bit, like you know, um, you know. So take it long, long here. May take it, it while it's Absolutely. there. Yeah, long may it last. Um, but like say from like a non-speed running perspective there's like so many different ones like i recently played one called mario's new earth which mm-hmm. kind of serves as like an unofficial sequel um you just go through the different levels but it's all kind of remodeled just set in a completely different uh place and everything you still fight bowser three times and all so same concept but mm-hmm. just something relaxing quick just to kind of run through um I usually like to kind of finish off streams with a bit of a mod hack playthrough because of the stress of speedrun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks. So I cannot wait to watch the Summon and Salt episode on Andy Plays underscore 94. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be lit, boys. <laughs> <sighs> Andy Plays underscore 94? Who's that? Andy Games underscore 94. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I said the right name the whole time. <laughs> That's just rewriting history. <laughs> and speaking of rewriting history, Andy Games underscore 94 is here to try to make us another piece of history. He is shooting to be the first ever guest on High Scores High Stakes to beat the podcast. Many have come before you. Many have fallen. Broken men. What makes you think you're going to change this this tide of non-stop high scores, high stakes podcast victories in these side quests, Andy? So initially, whenever I was invited to come on the podcast, the first thing I thought was speedrun. I'm a speedrunner. You guys aren't speedrunners. This will be nope. this will be fairly, you know, this this should this it's it's in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, did the challenge, and then I thought, okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe not <laughs> i have i might have made a mistake in doing this i might have got a bit overzealous and um we'll see i mean i want to say i'm silently confident but i, I, I don't even know anymore <laughs> i mean this is coming from the podcast who have done in by the time of release 33 episodes we have done mm-hmm. two speed run episodes two, two, and that is it. <laughs> so two. we are so but you also have to take into account, I won the very first speed run challenge yep. of the podcast. Lava here has won the 
last sure speed run challenge mm-hmm. of the podcast. So yeah. you're up against the Titans here. You actually oh, have. That's a this is a good this is a good point. I am I am up against the regulation the competition speedrunners. <laughs> yep. The only Definitely. two of the podcast with official speedrun credentials, you know. That's it. That is it. We have our own speedrun records here, so we do. <laughs> even even with the um the first speedrun challenge that you guys did, like I wasn't even able to match it. Like I tried and I tried. And that one was like quite a nice one to grind out because you could have sat for an hour doing it and still got a lot of it. Um but yeah, I, I I just couldn't I just couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. I sat there for many hours trying to beat my score. I couldn't. That's like I refuse bye-bye. to go back to it. That's it. I'm on top. I stay on top. <laughs> You're dead to me well. now, Crash Bandicoot. What man would have you? <laughs> That's the thing with speedrunning, though, as well, because like you know, if you if you find like you, not quite plateau, but like you get to like that point where you get to where you want to be, you know, like, like okay, mm-hmm. this is a good time for. This. You never want to go back to it because the grind is kind of like only so fun. I mean, I, yeah. I, I love it personally, but like, you know, I, I'm not ever going to forget the times that I was running like 16 star for Mario 64 and being like, oh my God, I'm never going to hit sub 20. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I totally feel you there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's why I don't do it. It just, that's it. It's just soul destroying, and I'll I'll probably <laughs> never ever do it unless it's Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, speaking of as much as I'm loving the speed speed run and chat, I do enjoy. I love a good speed run. I love watching a AGDQ and stuff like that. Um, let's get into the challenge that you have thrown in. So we threw out the gauntlet on social medias. Give us a challenge. Give us a game. And come on the podcast and try to beat us. And that's exactly what you have done, Andy. So tell us. We know it's a speed run challenge, but we don't know the game. And we don't know the level in said game. So tell us all the details. Okay. So the the game I have challenged you guys to is Toy Story 2. And Yay. the speed running level is Andy's House, level one of the game. Mm-hmm. Um the reason behind this is Toy Story was Toy Story 2 was one of those few games where it went across Nintendo and PlayStation and I kind of needed something I wanted it to be a speedrun because obviously mm-hmm. as I said that's my my thing but obviously it needed to kind of fit in with the whole PlayStation uh you know theme as well and that's where I kind of landed because let's face it pickings were slim and <laughs> I definitely thought it was a good idea until I started running it Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that kind of makes it a little bit more interesting. So that is the challenge that I've set before you tonight. Yeah, and it is. Well, we'll talk about it as we're watching the yeah. gameplay. It is certainly a challenge. So it is basically Toy Story Two, Buzz to the Rescue. I think it's called something yeah, <laughs> equally generic. It is the first level of the game. It is Andy's house. Um, basically, we have to speed run it, picking up the five. Badges, I Three tokens, yeah. Yeah, the so five pieces of tokens. So there's five of them, and they will involve us having to do different things in order to <clears> get them. So here's the way we're going to work it this week. We're going to try things a little bit different and spice it up a wee bit of spices for the podcast palette. 
Um, we are going to show Andy's games. You run first, and you are going to set the benchmark for me and Tomahawk to try and beat. So, unless Tomahawk has anything to say about Toy Story 2, the video game, <laughs> I, I think say we get going ahead. Pre, I think pre challenge work. I mean, there's not really much to speak about it. You've got 50 coins, you have to defeat the robot boss, pick up all the lost sheep, race the RC car, and then there's a mystery token. Yes. So there's, yep. there's there's a lot to condense into that into a, that shorter level. To be fair, and a speedrun yep. I think is gonna separate the podcasters from the speedrunners here. <laughs> it, it it will have no doubt in my mind. It's definitely going to do that. Um, <laughs> um, before we start, all I wanted to say is bef- when I got this in, I was like, really, Toy Story two. And then I was like, eh, actually, I remember this reviewing pretty well. So I did some research. It reviewed really well. Really, really well. It got sevens and eights across the board, effectively. It reviewed well. And it was it's generally considered, for 1998, a good game. So let's see how Andy has done in his speedrun. <laughs> This is it. This is Andy's run. This is the game he's picked. It's the challenge he's picked. This is going to lay down the marker for Tom and I to try and beat Andy. I'm going to let you have the floor here, mate. You talk us through your route, your tactics, everything, your strats. Talk us through the whole heap so we can see how much... I've just noticed the runtime of this video, how much you have absolutely battered my time by. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I, um, to be honest, when I was running this, I was kind of thinking like, I do not really know what I'm getting myself into here. Um, (laughs) So yeah, start off the run and I have to always check speedrun.com for all speedruns just to see the rules, just to keep it kind of a thing. So what, what I saw from like the, the world record run, which of course that's what I'm going to base it off. Go up to the attic first, and yep. rather than doing all this rigmarole, pushing all the boxes, doing all the normal the let's play stuff, you know, you know, we don't yeah. do let's, we don't do let's plays here, like uh, yeah, you know. apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing this going, well, I didn't do any of this. No. <laughs> Make your way up to the top, but the one thing that I think I struggled with most was getting the coins, um, getting like yep. the right amount of coins per area I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, God, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you can see on my splits, I'm at attempt 30 or 29 here. Yep. And yeah, there was a lot of resets in this. Okay. Um, so yeah, fight the boss first, just like a lot of running around, um, wait until... There's a lot of trying to time it when he tires out. It's how you can spin and get uh shoot a straight line as well as the big thing i definitely struggled with yes it's it's a, a time before like hard or soft locking on the enemies and the amount of shots i missed because it looked like i was going to hit but i didn't for whatever reason is frightening yeah. so it is also that wee thing that pops up when you grab the sort of like icons whatever they're called i don't know what they're called i'm gonna call it all sorts of different names throughout this video no doubt Every time you pick one up, it's like, do you want to quit the level? No, don't. See, that, that just makes How so many times sense. did you accidentally quit the level, by the way? Because I think I, it was alarming oh. how many times I did it. 
Yes. No, I did it once. I only did it once. And like I'm used to doing that in Mario and I only did it once this time. Um but like the actual when I was looking at like the actual like the the runs on speedrun, what they mm-hmm. did was so you see me jump from the banister just there before. Yeah. They were jumping from that little shelf up to where the sheep is rather than jumping yes. down onto the, the armchair. But I am not exactly I mean, I only started doing this whenever I, this was my first sort of go at doing this. I just kind of left it a bit last minute. Yeah. And even here, I'm going the long way around here. Um, because obviously, like, the, the mechanics of this game, they're not exactly amazing, you know? No. Like, you know, no. like, you, you, if you're running up against the wall, you're nearly clipping into the wall and it kills all momentum and stuff. The texture setups are very intriguing yeah. in this game, to say the least. Exactly. Exactly. I hundred percent agree. So, like, what like some of the sort of lower time speedrunners were doing were jumping up on the wheel arch of the car, and mm-hmm. they were able to kind of buffer up through um, to get onto the top of the car rather than having to go all the way around the garage. I will say on the PS Five that 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 doesn't exist. You can't clip the wheel arch. Yeah, like the. Definitely, like I only landed it once, and it's just hard. This bit I thought was kind of kind of handy. It didn't take me long to learn this, and I was I kind of was pleased with that. The fact it worked because here was me thinking it was going to be like some kind of really hard strat to do, but no, mm-hmm. sweet. I was kind no, of no. I remember in scheming off chat, uh, me and Lover were like, "Are you aware of the RC hack?" And I was like, "Yes." <sighs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's one of the things I noticed. I was like, I bet you a tenner, there's no checkpoints checking in this game because it just seemed like a game that wouldn't do it. And I was like, I'm gonna try it. And I, I think I successfully skipped one lap and just could <laughs> not wrap my head around the actual mechanics of how to do the the jump, like the proper jump. Yeah. I tried that too, but I never one, pulled it yeah, off. So that like... was really hard. That tr- it looks really really easy. But it was it's actually extremely difficult. Yeah, like they're all like all the jumps I find they're incredibly frame frame specific because you yeah. know, if you don't ledge grab, you're just literally bumping into the wall and you know yeah. it's like you know, if you're like a frame too low or a frame too high, you're not doing it. But <sighs> even even yeah. before getting into the basement, um I don't know if you guys seen in anything you might have watched that there was um there's like a glitch. So where, the direction I'm going to towards the token, like the door at the top of the stairs, that is like directly above the token. So yeah. what a lot of yes. like the speedrunners do, they were clipping through the door into the skirting board and just falling down. Yeah. So I, I was looking and like I, I, I did this literally in the middle of the stream. And I was looking and I was like, why can't I get this? Apparently that's only an emulator and PS1 thing or, P, or emulator and PC, I think. Like it's okay. not a thing on the uh, sixty four at all. Like it's just yeah. Like whether it was patched or whether it just wasn't, um, you know, you know, it, it just wasn't didn't pick up. I, but, yeah, yeah, I wonder so like, if they've spotted it, fixed it because it's a CD, but because the sixty four is so expensive, they just went had to throw the code in early to get it made and stuff. Yeah, I wonder, but potentially, yeah. Um, so like the route I've taken is exactly the same in terms of what tokens I'm going for, but the movement is like <laughs> I don't want to say I... subpar, but like if you look at the world record, it, you know, I I watched the world record and I was thinking, my God, this looks like 
this looks easy. And then yeah, you go in there yeah. and you realize that the mechanics are just bad. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, it's oh no, wild. this is uh, the one thing I realized is, well, it doesn't matter what version you're playing it on, Buzz doesn't seem to actually touch the floor. He just seems to skate it's, along it. Yeah, and the thing that got me was when I first started playing, I was like, oh, okay, this, is, this uses tank controls? No, it just feels like tank controls. Oh, but if yeah, you yeah. pick a direction... You don't spin, but he just runs in that direction. And as you say, there's just, there's no friction or yeah. gr- gravity. And there's a whole, uh, it's just like, uh, how, is, how is this control scheme conducive to a good platforming game? Yeah. I just couldn't wrap my head around yeah. it. It isn't, spoiler it's like, alert. It's like there's too much friction where there should, where there needs not be, I think, as yeah. well. That's the thing, no. you know. It's the most chaotic of camera angles as well, because like it, it will it'll twist depending on where you are sort of on the level because i found going yeah. up into the attic space it'll be bouncing against the wall because the camera physically can't yeah. turn through the wall which yeah like the, yeah it... the camera is like it's like a it's always like the behind camera like the and it auto adjusts like you yeah. can't like i mean it's been a while since i played this when i was doing this i was like pressing c left c right and i was thinking why isn't the camera working why am i not like you know um, but yeah, like the camera made it a little bit difficult because it means you have to be incredibly specific with your movement yeah. to keep it in a right way. So like, for example, when I was going up into the attic, I don't know if you saw me jumping up, spinning around to kind of get higher up the pole a bit quicker. Yeah. Like the amount of times I fell off because the camera just completely janked on me. The computer, it, yeah, the, the camera doesn't, it doesn't react like you expect it to. It takes... When you stop moving, it will only react when you stop moving, I find. Yeah. So if you need to change the camera, you need to turn where you want the camera to point and then stop. And then yeah. the camera will slowly rotate around. Sometimes it goes too far and comes back on itself. <laughs> that also happens a lot. It's The camera is so, so poor. And you'll see in my run that there's, because I'm doing things incorrectly, uh, <laughs> 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 there's a lot of, like, um, blind jumps because I know there's a platform there. I just the camera hasn't gotten round to show me it yet. But I also learned that there is another thing. If you are making a blind jump, a lot of the time Buzz's edge grab won't engage. Yep, and you just bounce off it, fall, and it's like yep. I need to redo that whole the whole thing again. But we'll get to my gameplay when we get to it. Andy, your finish time there. You correct me if I'm wrong. Six minutes forty three seconds. Yep, six minutes forty three, which absolutely blistering to be fair. Bit of a it was a bit of a grind to get there because I had to improvise so much. Like I was practicing all of the skips that I was seeing in like the runs on speedrun and yep. like I mean, I think I went in thinking, Okay, this is gonna be kind of handy because I watched a few of them before and I was like, Oh yeah, it'd be fine, mm-hmm. be fine. Naturally, I couldn't do a single one of the skips. <laughs> I just yeah. had to follow so the route. It. Yeah, I just had to follow the route that they all did. And like for for context as well, the world record for this, for this level mm-hmm. is three minutes twenty five seconds. Yeah. And there's a lot of record. glitches and clips through though. It's, That's it, it, uh, exactly a lot of exploitation. Like, yeah, like even in like the basement itself, I think you save like a minute or so doing that rather yeah. than like yeah. So I mean Yeah, I, I watched the word record and went wow that looks really easy like every trick in the game looks super easy but because yeah. of different sort of 
factors that the game has makes some of it extremely difficult. Like, as I said, I tried to do the the race skip and got successfully did it once because I could not wrap my head around how Buzz controls in the air. Um, he acts weird, but we'll get to my gameplay when we get to my gameplay. So the benchmark time that me or Tomahawk have to beat is 6 minutes and 43 seconds. Andy, I know you're aware of the rules, but you know the rules in the side quests are if one of the members of the podcast wins, the podcast wins. Uh, That's course, all I'm yes, saying. It's the age-old rule, the house always wins, isn't it? You know? The house always Absolutely. wins. The house always wins, but, but that is... Go ahead, Tom. It, no, I was just going to say, all he's done is that he's put himself top of the leaderboard. So hey, he's exactly. got that to look. He's got that to hold on to. Exactly. You know what I mean. I mean, it is. It doesn't matter if there's time. only one person on the leaderboard. It's still on the leaderboard. Still top of the table, baby. Broken like a true speedrun. <laughs> of course, he also started there because of alphabetical order. But here, it is what it is. Isn't it? <laughs> that's a technicality. Let's not be facetious. <laughs> right. So let's. Uh... Straw line under Andy's time, as impressive as it is, there it it gives us a mountain to climb in front of it. Something to take into account, yes. It is fast. It is very fast. And there we go. Andy has set quite the benchmark, Tom. Um, Without spoiling my speed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all I'm saying about my speed. But on top of the challenge game, I don't know about you two gentlemen, but I have been playing other games. So Tomahawk, the time has come. Tell me. Yes, my favorite part. What are you playing? This is the best part about missing a week is that I can just use the notes from the episode <laughs> we never got to record. Yes. <laughs> because I haven't... It's been scarce on the game in front to be honest but mm-hmm. uh what i have done is i finished disco elysium Ooh. i definitely will be going back i'm gonna let it sort of digest for a bit i'm gonna maybe go to back and play a slightly more chaotic uh run through yeah. because i also feel as if you can take as little or as long as you want to solve the case okay so that is definitely going to be on my list anyway. I went for the whole redemption arc, as the as I may have said in the last episode, mm-hmm. to get away from the drunken bum and to kind of become super cop. Okay. I'm going to try and go for maybe go be hobo cop for the entire duration and see how that yes. pans out for me. Make a few uh, erratic decisions. I can't, can't uh, recommend that game enough for anyone who loves a good turn-based RPG. Fantastic. So, how, how long is it, Tom? Uh, I think like it could be as little or as long as you can. I think I put... It's about, uh, well, it was seven in-game days, but I think about like eight or ten hours, really. Okay, yeah. It's not massive, Short. but I think um, it, you can make yourself as busy as you want in that game, you, or you yeah. can blast through tasks, get enough, as long as you are leveling up the appropriate... Uh, sections you can probably do a load of checks and stuff in game pretty quickly and you can progress quite quick yep. but i think it the, it does build such a good world that you're more inclined to go and do every side mission available to you okay cool cool so good is it as good as everyone says it is greatest game I... of all time ever made probably not okay 
but I think it's I'm playing there? it on console. It's pretty up there. I think it's maybe top. T- we could be looking at top ten. I think it's better suited to be handheld. So I think if you can find it on the Steam Deck, Steam Deck, do that absolutely. Thinking. It's not. It played great on console, but I think it's better, more suited to be handheld. Okay, cool. absolutely. Yeah. This is one of those games I've been wanting to play. I think I said that last time as well. But it's just it's fine time, and look, I, I thought it. it was going to be long. You just see a top-down two D RPG, and you're like, mm, it's not be big. It's not massive, I think. But again, I think it's how you play it and how long you want yeah. to make the playthrough. Really, so definitely would recommend that. What I also would recommend is I played and finished because it's a relatively short game. Super liminal. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Very portal. It yeah. really, really reminded me of Portal. It's just, uh, it's more lucid dreaming than it is um, Portal Gun. I see what okay. it's trying to do. I see what it's trying to do, and it's very clever yeah. in what it does. But it's, it's just not Portal. It really made me miss Portal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's one of those games I kind of know by name and PlayStation Store art, and not much else. Puzzle game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how does it work? What's the mechanics? You said about lucid dreaming. So, yep. so what you'll do is you'll go into a room. The room may have like an optical illusion. You'll have to frame yourself into it for then that object to become grabbable. Right. And then depending on how you angle it, it depends on how big or small you make that item to then progress into other parts of the, of the, the complex, we'll say. So kind of like Watch Dogs 2 the qr puzzles yes where you had to place yourself in a specific spot exactly to, yeah okay so but then it's you can pick up the item but if you step further back the item gets bigger because gets of where bigger. your perspective is for the room or if you can if you go really close and there's a lot of physics based a lot of perspective based it's it's portal without being portal it sounds quite good it's really it good. good it's it really, really short original. really short as well Okay. I think about an hour, two hours tops if you're speed running. <laughs> it's exceptionally short. I like that. I it's like very short, short. Yeah, but it's straight to the point. It's kind of it is it does this whole thing. It a lot of narrative stuff is through like tape decks and external uh audio. Audio logs, yeah. Exactly. But uh classic. It's really cool. It's like you get what four or five mm-hmm. levels into it. And the facility that you're in is like, well done. You've activated all 800 of our, of our emergency protocols. I hope you're happy. <laughs> like, you can tell where they've got their inspiration from. And yeah. great, we puzzle it. You probably might go back and try and plant them. It, it doesn't seem okay. very difficult to do so. Famous last words. I know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and on the... Uh, I've got game three games to cover this week. Well, of course, of course. Because well, because what I mean, would Tomahawk, Tomahawk be if he didn't play multiple <laughs> games at one time? He finally got through Resident Evil One. I love the way we're talking about Tomahawk now in third person. Exactly. You finally Oops. got through it. So how long did it take you? Two hours? Because you were speed running through. I'm absolutely. I'm disgusted by how long my stats came through at the end. Sixteen hours. Sixteen. Sixteen hours it took me to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I really don't know what had happened. I mean, it might have been a lot of it was just running around the lobby Behind at the Spencer me. Mansion. But... I don't know where to go. 
And yes, I did do a walkthrough because it just got to a point where I was just like, I don't remember anything about this game. I don't remember anything that's supposed to go. At least when I'm playing, because I'm back, I'm into Resident Evil 2 now. At least it kind of gives you a nice solid route of where everything's supposed to go, where everything's supposed to be, and what you're supposed to do with that. It's much more clear and concise than Resident Evil 1 ever was. <laughs> I mean, all Resident Evil wants you to do is pay attention. So ah, I don't, no, I don't pay attention. <laughs> there's so little things in Resident Evil you can actually interact with, and the clues are all there for you. You just need to remember and familiarize yourself with the Spencer Mansion. It is the, it's, I think, the Spencer Mansion. I think I said this during the Resident Evil episode. The Spencer Mansion is probably the tightest and best designed game. Oh, level like, I have no, ever no uh, nothing it's is incredible. Nothing is no goth, nothing space. is wasted. Yeah, exactly. It all serves a purpose, which I think is so good about that game. But I think because I'll pick up an item and then that item won't be relevant for... Ages. Ages. It might not even be relevant for the area you're in. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what's kind of... I got maybe stuck in my own head about that because I'm then circling around rooms that are... I've just... I've cleared. I've 100%ed on mm-hmm. the map and I'm still going, but where does this piece go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the game... The game design kind of, I don't want to say loses its way towards the end, but the labs are the hardest part of the game to navigate because of well, numerous things. Uh, the Shimmera, primarily, yeah. make that an absolute nightmare. And the bit where you have to transport the power supply. And you can't run. Oh, yes, because you can't run, you can't jostle, you can't <laughs> use weapons or high-powered weapons at least anyway that did annoy me and i did find out the hard way about that Big as well bombsies. Mm. Yep. yeah so well that's resident evil one ticked off so one down seven to go yeah not so we'll tune us. in we'll tune in in another three months to see how tomo got on eight to go in resident zero <laughs> of course uh, i'm gonna have to go back to zero aren't i yes it's not gonna be in are. sequence this run through i mean <laughs> I would argue, even if you put it zero, one, two, three, four, right three, it's still not in sequence because Resident Evil Zero doesn't fit in anywhere particularly well or comfortably. I mean, <laughs> it is a good game; it's worth playing. But I would have TBC probably played that. that before playing Resident Evil Two Remake. Resident Evil Two Remake, awesome. I will say about this: the PS Five Opres, stunning, unbelievable. I yes. can't, uh, can't. It's incredible. Yes, but enough about what I'm playing. Lover. What are you playing? I have been playing two games, Tom Hawk. Two. Ooh. The first one, you know what I'm going to say here. You know what it's I'm going to say. Monster Hunter here. Rise, isn't it? It's Monster Hunter Rise. I am still <laughs> lost in the world of Monster Hunter. It is. It's awesome. It's just so addictive. And it is just so well designed. It is frightening. It is. It's. It's one of the best action RPGs I've ever played. Wow. It's just that simple. The amount of choices Capcom have given you is just ridiculous. You think something simple like changing your weapon would be minimal at best, but no. Every single weapon in that game has its own combat style, its own combos, its own strengths, its own weaknesses. You can imbue them with certain elements that are useful against some monsters and not so useful against others. The multiplayer, which I'm finally delving into, is just 
brilliant. It's just humongous, is it? It's just brilliant. There's just the game itself is just I I every time you go up a level, every time you go out in the hunt and you come back, you, your cycle's the same. You come back in from the hunt, you collect your rewards, and then you go to the blacksmith and you give the blacksmith materials and money. He'll make you weapons and armor. Sometimes your weapons will be will have certain stat buffs or debuffs or whatever it might be. And then you'll go, I wonder what this is like. So you go back out in another hunt and then you come back and ah, you're like, I the really cycle should, continues, yeah. I really should go and do some of this other stuff that's in the game, but I want to see what this weapon's like. I want to see what this weapon's like. I wonder what that monster's like, you know, because it, it tells you what monsters you're hunting and it'll tell you if it's a new monster, you've not yet encountered this monster. And it's like, I really want to see what this monster's like. And then if you're going to like a new area or if it's a new monster, they all have like intro sequences where it's like, it shows you the monster as in the in-game uh, rent render of it but only bits of it in flashes and it tells you like a story it's like a poem but it's written in that japanese you know that one stroke art style oh okay. and it builds the suspense for the monster and it's just odd oh, it's it, i thought i was going to hate it i thought i'd play it for an hour or two get bored drop it move on uh, i think i'm like 20 or 30 hours in i see I'm... that it's on offer on the playstation store would yeah. would you recommend it given uh, you, you know what i'm sort of like about games and how yeah. i my playing style I, I think you'd like it but i also think if there's any games you want to play first play them first yeah, yeah. because it will dominate it will consume you it will consume you it's one of those games where i have it on steam and playing it on the steam deck it's 25 quid with a dlc on playstation 5 i'm gonna buy it i uh, i saw that I'm very tempted very very tempted not gonna lie it is that good and there is big big murmurings of monster hunter world 2 coming out next year um yeah if you if it's a if it's a series you've been interested in or even a, a passing that might that might be quite good Is this like like mmorpg type no, no no it's not it's like if i was going to compare it to anything i'll compare it to fantasy star online where it's segmented open smaller open world areas so you'll you get your your main hub is a village, and in the village there's a whole heap of NPCs, and so there's like merchants and blacksmiths, cooks, chefs, shop owners, and you just run around. And sometimes they'll want to speak with you. And if they want to speak with you, they'll appear in the map. You know, I, can I have a word? You'll go to them. They'll give you a mission, and then you literally go to the gate, and then you exit, and then you pick your mission, and it will just teleport you into like a okay moderately sized open world it's big enough but you I mean it's no grand theft auto 5 you're not going to be walking through the world for 10 minutes to get from one end to the other you probably get from end to end in about two or three minutes but it's it's bigger than it sounds uh, yeah, basically yeah. You're, you're looking for hunters so if you're looking for monsters some monsters are shyer than others and you have to look for clues about where it might be so it could be uh you know there's all this wildlife but all, in this wee area there's none so you go in there and then it might present itself, but it, it's really, really good. It, when you start, there's no health bar for the boss monsters. So you're just hitting away at it. And the only way you know if you're winning is the animation cues will change. So it'll start, if you hurt like its more leg, frenzy start, attacks and stuff. And it, it's, it's more than that. Like, so you can, you can target body parts. So some monsters are two legged, some monsters are four, some have tails, some have wings. You can target those parts and they stop working. 
but the animation for that part will change. So if it has a, if you hurt its leg, for example, then it'll start dragging the leg. Okay. And if you hurt it enough, then it'll try to escape you, at which point then you have to give chase. It's, oh, okay. It's just fantastic. That sounds it's, really cool. That's really, I mean, it wouldn't be a Capcom game if it wasn't as massively immersive now. It's crazy. It's crazy how, how good it it is. It's just unbel- it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And it runs like an absolute dream on the deck on medium settings. It looks gorgeous. Class. And I have seen no stutters. And I have been in some really like big battles that have a whole heap of stuff going on. It is gorgeous and it plays like a dream that's it with that that, i'm I'm very tempted now with it being on offer at least until the end of december i'm Mm. I'm bloody well tempted now just to see what the hype is really and i figured if it's that cheap yes 25 quid not a big sting like 25 quid's nothing i think sunrise that was called Mm -hmm. is by itself usually 29.99 so you're getting the game for you're getting the body a game for free and then the dlc you're paying for, for essentially yeah 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 it's really good i i do re- i think you'd love it but i also think if you want to play games get them out of the way first because it will consume you because are we starting even... to do consumer advice is this what we're at in the podcast it, now? I, th- I, th- I think so um it's one of those games where <laughs> you know when you play a game and it's really really good and every time you have a sperm you're like i'll play it so you take whatever it is and you'll play it for five minutes and then you'll turn it off and then in your time when you're not playing it, you're thinking about it. That's where I am with it right now. Every time I'm not Dear. playing it, I'm thinking, I wonder if I can go back and hunt that monster and get his tail so I can get that piece of armor that I need his tail for. It's it's that sort of game. It's it's brilliant. Class. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. It's great. And I'm not just saying that because Capcom sponsored me uh, on a personal and professional level. Um, I mean, mean, it has been 33 consecutive episodes we've (laughs) talked about Capcom now. (laughs) If they want to send me, like, preview code for Monster Hunter World 2, um, highscoreshighstakes at gmail.com, Capcom. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) But beyond Monster Hunter, because I do like having different games to talk about, I have been playing a game on Steam Deck called Hunt Down. Hunt Down is a a game I got for filthy cheap during the Steam Black Friday Deal. I think I paid three pound, four pound for it. So it is effectively you've heard of Contra, yes, yes, the old side scroll and run and gun games. It is Contra, but set in a cyberpunk dystopian future. That's kind of aesthetically speaking, it's kind of like James Cameron's nineteen eighties Terminator. Okay, so it looks like that, but it plays exactly like Contra. You are a bounty hunter. And you have to clean up the main streets of the game world. Um, so every level, you'll have a target and just, just go through waves of, of enemies to get to the target. And then it's a boss fight. But it is, it's brilliant. The soundtrack is brilliant. It is stunning looking. It reminds me of Robocop versus the Terminator on Mega Drive. Oh, yes, yes. Kind of that sort of, but really, really stylized. And it's just um. It's a really, really good game. I have beaten the first world, so I've beaten the first five bosses. It's tough, but it's not, like, infuriatingly tough. Uh, um, it's bo- challenging without being too... Without being, uh, like, too stressful levels yeah. of, 
of it is hard, but it's not like I can't do this. I think I've beaten every boss second attempt, and it's it's nice with checkpoints. It's oh yeah, really, yeah. really nice with checkpoints. The checkpoints are really well spaced out. Um, if you die in a boss fight, the checkpoint is literally right outside the door of the boss. Um, but it is brilliant. It's all old school side scroll running gunner. Learn where enemy placements are. Learn boss patterns and exploit them. And it's really, really good. Patterns. It's a really good game. The soundtrack is also incredible. Sounds like a it's... goodly detox when you're sort of taking a break. I, I know that like as little a break as you take from Monster Hunter, I would say, but it sounds like a great Wii game just to put an hour in. It's it's good because the levels last about seven minutes from start okay. to finish. And you just like, oh, I'll have a quick, quick blast here. There we go. Jobs are good and put it down again. That's why I'm treating it. But it's a really good game. It's beautiful looking and it sounds incredible. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a nice wee change of pace. But mm-hmm. that, that's it for me, really. Hunt down, buy it. It's great. <laughs> I think it's only on Steam, though. I don't think it's on console yet. Okay. But it should be. We'll keep an but eye on that be. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that leaves us then, Andy. What are you playing? Well, I'm sure you could probably guess, given Mario. Yeah, Grand Turismo Seven, Grand Resident Evil. <laughs> well, I'll not touch on Resident Evil, considering the experience I had with that recently. But um, yeah, tell me about this. What's this? What's uh, the story? So yeah, so this is going back to like just before Halloween. I mm-hmm. uh, streamed, like, I think I got back from holiday and, like, I wanted just to do something different because, like, speedrunning Mario was kind of doing my head in. And played Resident Evil. I had, like, a week where I just streamed nothing but GameCube games and I had the original, well, the, the Resident Evil remake. Oh, it was on the GameCube. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I learned the hard way to examine everything. Yes, because I, just, I remember I watching just, this stream. Yeah, you <laughs> yes. because you the, the two of you specifically the two of you for a good ten minutes told me to look at the clock, <laughs> just as a wind up. <laughs> Did I know it was a wind up? No, I, I thought it was legit, and I was literally looking at the clock. But there's no prompts. There's no prompts. What am I doing? It's just like the, it just says it's a clock. It's like what was going on? And I was kind of just like, I, I, I just was getting not not frustrated because it was one of those games I had never played in my life, and you know the, there were times as well that you guys were very very helpful with that, um, especially whenever it was like save your ammo, don't just run away from the zombies, and I was like, I could do that. But I also might just put all fifteen bullets I have in this gun in this one zombie, and yep. watch it resurrect yeah. after two minutes, and then come and you know, um, ruin my life, which admittedly happened. But <laughs> the best part about it was, anytime I figured something out myself, or at least with minimal supervision, I felt amazing. There's <laughs> a great like satisfaction I, when you yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like I'd really, really achieved something. So that was my experience with Resident Evil, and I've been for about three months now. I've been saying I'm going to go back to it, and I, I haven't, and I don't think I think I'm too scared to do it just because I just know it's going to oh, be. It's great. I know it was mm-hmm. good, but I just kind of sucked at it. But um, yeah, <laughs> just to, just to digress from what I've been playing. Um, I, I totally forgot 
about that stream. Yeah, that is that some was... of the most fun I have had on Twitch TV that for was... a very, very, very long time. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a chat. At the time, <laughs> at the at the time, I think that was probably my most successful stream. I think oh, wow. it was. And then I think I went on like Crash Bandicoot or something to try and like detox and then it just kind of got it just went worse because it was like stuck in a water level for 20 minutes and they are literally the worst yeah water levels <laughs> but, are terrible yeah so but uh, <laughs> um but i digress so what have i been playing but of course mario of, of course yeah. mario but not not just not just any mario it's like 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 i've like i've mentioned i like to vary it up a little bit so um i've kind of moved on a little bit from the speed run side of the main game i've moved up to mm-hmm. a different category so I don't know what your guys' knowledge is of Mario speedruns, um, but there is a there's a technique or a glitch called LBLJ lobby backwards long jumps, and this yeah, is where stairs and stuff. Yeah, so you jump into like the one of the pillars on the stairs of the lobby of the castle, and you do a backwards long jump, same the way you would to get up the stairs, mm-hmm. into like the specific frame. And it enables you to basically maneuver yourself to get into the first Bowser door with no, no zero stars. Okay. So I've learned that it's it's a bit more, again, it's just kind of like more intermediate sort of uh, strap. So I've, I've I learned that I've started to run that a bit. Uh, in terms of main game, that's about it. A couple of the bots have been doing. Um, I uh, recently started running a mod called Mario sixty four Dark Edition. Where the whole game is blacked out, apart from certain visual cues. So you'll have, you know, the trees, enemies, coins, and just other random little things as like little visual cues. And And, it's just. And nothing else? Nothing else? Nothing else, you know? Like doors and stuff, of course, you can see too, but that's just a black JPEG over every texture. It's it's infuriating to watch, to be honest. It's horrible. It's hard. But like, I mean, I've done that many speed runs. Like, I think it took me a while to get my first run done. I think it was like the second stream I did. I saw of it. I managed to finish a run, and it was like an hour eight minutes for sixteen star. But like, I've managed to get it down to like forty six minutes, and I'm trying to get for sub thirty, just because mm-hmm. I feel like I can do it. But I haven't haven't revisited like yeah like in the last couple of days. But I'm gonna do it. Um. <sighs> Then there's of course the randomizers that I do, which mm-hmm. the randomizers I, I just love them because for me, like even though that's just one particular mod, there's like a lot of variety that you can do with it. You can do just like random seed, you can pick your own seed, you can non stop, which is where if you get a star, it doesn't kick you out of the level, things like that. And there's a lot of variety for it, people find it entertaining, and I, I enjoy that. But the most recent thing I played. Has not actually been Mario. Would you guys believe? Shock. I know. Sonic. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Keeping it with the whole uh, retro vibe that I have. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was looking on the Switch Online store, and yes. I came across a remaster of Duke Nukem. Oh, good lord! Sixty four and three D, like oh. a wee package. Okay. It, it was well I bought it because it was two ninety nine or one ninety nine on okay. Switch. Yeah, okay, yeah, I would do that. Like I mean yeah. it was like now, to be fair, it was only down from seven ninety nine. 
but I probably wouldn't have paid seven ninety nine for it. No, but still, but it's still not. Too, you know, when you look at it, it's like, you know, you see like, like oh seven ninety nine, that's cheap, but it's two quid right now. But you kind of think I wouldn't have paid that much. <laughs> and I went on it, and I, I gave the first couple of levels a go, and oh my god, it's so bad. It, it's real. The game it's, it's... Duke Nukem sixty four as a game, right? It's it doesn't take itself too seriously, right? No. And that is why I think that's what I think it's a good level because it's like, it's a what would what would you call it? It's like not two D, but it's like the two D textures, but it's like a three D setting. It's yeah, it's it's a three it's three three D early three D. Yeah, 3D. yeah, because like because the, the enemies are all two D, all the textures, everything else is like is two D, but it's yeah, it's like you say the early kind of days, but Doom Quake that kind of thing. Yeah, Doom, Doom yeah. Quake is polygon. Let's see, yeah. Yeah, but like they've remastered it and they've like they've had the um who who's who's the voice actor Johnson John, yes, yeah they've had him re-record all the dialogue and everything. Like I think it's something like the it must okay. be twenty five year anniversary or something. Uh, yeah, must 30? be twenty five thirty or something like that. Thirty yeah. and so I. I, I, I downloaded this thinking I loved Duke Nukem on the 64 as a kid, you know? Yeah, and oh my god, the the absolute letdown of it. Like, you know, I, I played through the first couple of levels and I was like, yeah. I appreciate what they've trying to what they've tried to do here, but like you, you can't really take a game with the textures that that has and modernize it without it just looking a bit scuffed. Uh, y yes, yeah. I mean, you have to be very. What's the word I'm looking for? M minimal with it. You can clean yeah. it up and like rough edges, like kind of what they did with Doom. I think Doom '93 yeah. yeah. looks fine on modern consoles. It is exactly what you expect it to look like, but it runs smoother. It sounds crisper, and it's just a, everything's just a wee bit cleaner. Whereas Duke Nukem, I remember playing Duke Nukem 3D when it came out on mm -hmm. both PC and PlayStation. The PlayStation console version was horrific. Like, yeah. awful, bad, frame rate non-existent. On the PC, it always looked, to me, even at the time, I was like, oh, this is really impressive, but it always looked noisy. I think it's the best way of putting it. Like, yeah. a film There's a lot going thought. on, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it would have been similar in terms of, like, Resident Evil for, like, the tank controls. It was just, but, like, in an almost, like, unintentional way where it was just the controls were so heavy the movement was just like you could be holding on the analog stick for three seconds and he would just start start moving yeah you know like it was just <laughs> yeah. like it was quite hard to to play and yeah i, I just i just thought it was a shame because like like i say i like that i like that game it was simple didn't take itself didn't take itself mm -hmm. too seriously and yep. you know it wasn't really too difficult either and the fact that they've just the fact it was like the fact that they've remastered it and they've not just rendered it for a modern day console that's where i think they've let it down because you know uh, remasters i think they're never always as good but if it's just like you know like the backwards compatibility like you know you have with yep. playstation yeah and you have with switch 
Like they're just they're just the old games that are rendered and emulated for new for newer modern day console. Preservation. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that works better. Um, but if you're creating an entirely new game, essentially, it just it loses its feel, I think. Um so yeah, I guess so obviously I've been on a bit of a tangent there, but like that is I, I did give that a go because like it was a nostalgic nostalgia sort of thing, but for me it made me want to play it on the 64 again just because <laughs> it was you know how a game from 25 30 years ago can be smoother than a remaster is yep. beyond me yeah exactly it's just and like Duke Nukem itself it was a smooth smooth controlling game you know like it, it yeah, genuinely yeah. there wasn't really much wrong with it like had a bit of style, lacked the substance, but it didn't need it. And yeah, um, yeah. that's so that, that 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 that's like my little wild card in terms of what I've been playing. <laughs> I'm still a bit gassed about this whole. We're gonna bring the original voice actor in to redo all the dialogue. I mean, I get it for kind of you want to kind of upres a bit of maybe audio clarity, Christmas that sort of thing, but it just seems like a bit of a financial endeavor to do that. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd imagine it's just the way games are. They've they've lost the original recordings, and because it was re- on... recorded over, done something on another ROM somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and because yeah. it was on PC and stuff, the sound quality, even with sound cards back in the early to mid nineties, wasn't great. So they've probably lost the recordings, and then even we got into the code for the game, it probably sounds awful. And it's like, I just give him a hundred quid, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he says three things. Shake it, baby. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. here to kick yeah. ass and chew gum, and I'm all, all out of gum. gum. And, and like that's his, it. his lines were like recorded on like Dixie cups into like a Windows ninety five server. <laughs> like, you know, there's no way that they are like you know salvageable in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so it does make sense. Make it look cleaner. Make it sound crisper. I've no issues with that at all. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's you know, and <laughs> but it's chicknickum. <laughs> I mean, never cared for it. But the thing is, I find right and like about thing games like that is that the original games are sometimes like the best ones, the classics. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. I I can give you another example as well. Uh, Lilac Wars, Star Fox. No, no, no. Right, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Right. (laughs) So, Lilac Wars, I think is brilliant. I love it. Right, as a game. Star Fox One and Two. On the NES mm-hmm. and the SNES, garbage, absolutely unplayable, right? Yes, when you te- like single frame for the yeah. sequel, yeah. it was can- like, the sequel I mean, never came out; it was cancelled. So, yeah. Lilac Wars, Star Fox sixty four for our American listeners, um, is the is the official Star Fox Star Fox yeah. two. And to be honest, right, I think that is a I, I think it's brilliant, right? I love that game, and you know, very easily played and all that. But then. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, on played on Switch Online, played the the predecessors, and again, unplayable, really bad. And then I played on the GameCube, Star Fox Adventures, and oh okay. my dear, God. God I mean, it's a good game. It's an underrated game. It's an it's... underrated game. It's fine. Dinosaur Planet. It's fine. I need to have dinosaurs just, and you love it. This is it. It's fine. It's. 
I just for I mean, a game I, that was never meant to be a Star Fox game, I think rarely yeah. fit it to Star Fox. I I just, think that's it. it. I think they kind of like branched out a little bit too much into the sort of adventure, sort of you know mm-hmm. open world kind of thing, and I don't really think it worked like it should have. Um. So yeah, and I think uh, Duke Nukem 3D kind of I think did like almost the same thing, but I just kind of think you know it wasn't as linear. And it just, to me, it didn't land. I just think just keep it yeah. simple with those sorts of things. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 that's like my sort of that's my take on it. Like, and you think I play too many games, lover? <laughs> I, I that's what I was gonna say. That was only like two games. <laughs> must run in the family. Yeah. Must be. It must be the chicken again. What a what a. Time to be alive. Chick Nugget was on Switch. Good lord. Good. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of that's Andy's take on things, I think it's time we got to my take on Toy Story 2. So let's get over there. So, part two of the challenge then. Andy has set his time, a benchmark time of 6 minutes 43 seconds. I think a quick glance at that timeline there of YouTube may suggest <laughs> I do not beat that time. But, spoiler free, this podcast, there's only one way to find out, and that is by asking Tomahawk to hit that play button. So, it. I think, Andy, I had the same idea as you. Um, I played this game for about three hours and was like, I hate this, but... The thing I hated the most was the coins and getting enough coins for the pig. And I was like, don't know what, I'll just get the coins in the room because they're handy. There's not too much to do in the room. Um, little did I know it was going to waste so much time, but it does. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare. And then I go straight for the attic. So I went up to the attic first and foremost, but I do things slightly different from you. I watched the word record speed run and I could not emulate any of it because of the controls being so horrifically bad. Um, yeah. And the when you pair them, an when you pair the bad controls with the camera, I mean, you'll see me, I a lot of jumps I can't see because the camera has not yet reset. It's just so so it's labored really really labored slow and especially when the camera moves as well when you're like mid jump too and you've got the controls that point in a certain direction the camera moves and all of a sudden you're off into the the distance you know yeah or off into infinity and beyond as you you could say it was a nightmare like the camera as you say i mean like even there, how even, even there, see? like the pillar was covering, you know, you swinging on the pole there, like, and that's yeah. how are you supposed to know where you're going to land, you know? Exactly, and this is the this is the problem. This is the big issue I had with this game is, and we were talking about this before we recorded, Tom. Um, you don't know what Buzz is going to do because the jump is dependent on, it seems to be anyway, the frame in which you jump from his run. Yeah. So sometimes his jump is higher, sometimes it's longer. The arc is bigger, the arc is smaller. So you don't actually, I felt like I never exactly knew what Buzz was going to do. And it was the most bizarre thing in a platform game, especially a 3D platformer, where you don't have any sort of guarantee that you know what your character's going to do. And it absolutely busts this game for me completely. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And the depth, 
I hate the way you have to physically touch everything yeah. for Buzz to collect it. Like you, in most games you're on that, you'll collect both. Not in Toy Story. I uh, like the hit boxes seem to just be, you know, like so precise. Small. I found this as well for uh, everything, even like the texture grabs, even the for the ledges. If you aren't lined up properly. <laughs> <laughs> That was a big and miss. And you shooting wildly <laughs> from the hip. I did that a few times in a few of my runs, and it's like you miss it, and you press and B trying to charge, and you hit him again, and you've added on an extra, yeah. An extra go. Exactly. An extra cycle of the boss, and it's just like it's the most infuriating thing. It's yeah. just this boss, there's absolutely zero challenge to it. It just takes forever because the robot, and there's very little cues. The camera's really bad, and the sound... It's obviously because it's a PlayStation 1 game and it was stereo at best. Yeah. But the sound design is atrocious. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you have to just keep him in your rear view at the entire time just so you know. Otherwise, you could be running around in circles not having a clue because he's still making the same whirring noise. And it's just not... It it doesn't... Yeah. Like you say, there's just no cues. And it's... um, Yeah. But see, just to go back to what you were saying about the textures and the and the jumps and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, well, I'm sure I thought I was going to come up with this, but maybe the next bit. But in the living room where you go to jump to the sheep, like yes. it's it's. I think if you're jumping off a ledge or you know any ledge, you have to be jumping off on like the the frame that you are literally leaving the platform to get okay uh, yeah. a more elevated jump. That's what I seem to find because otherwise you're just sort of it's just your bog standard kind of like leap, but there's no momentum yeah. behind it. Okay, yeah, I I find that it's just the, you'll see it here after this race that I'm doing the whole thing for because I couldn't get the skip to work for me at all. Yeah, um, because it's a weird, it's a weird. The control scheme's not weird. The control scheme is fine, but the way Buzz controls just feels. It feels off. So when it's I start disjointed playing, like, from the actual control input, nearly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it. When I start playing it, I was like, "Oh, sweet, this is tank control, so it's going to be nice and fine. The camera's not going to be an issue." But it's not tank controls. It feels like it, but it's not. When you hit when you hit forward, Buzz moves forward relative to the way he's facing. Yeah. Effectively, it it's got nothing to do with the camera. The camera is completely independent of it. Um, but when you hit left or right, I was expecting Buzz to rotate on spot, but he moves in that direction. It feels very fluid, but it's also exceedingly bad design for taking into account how the camera works. Yeah. And the amount of times I ran myself off of ledges or missed jumps. Like there? Like that. Yeah. Like yeah, right it's, there. It's... But it's down to like how the camera spins around and it's how it just throws you away as well. So yep. you now have to do this jump blind, essentially. Yeah. And when the camera's not looking at the ledge, he will not grab it. He just yep. will not grab it. So I had a whole heap of issues with this, with the, with the camera and the controls. I just don't think they meld it very well together. And I have to wait for the camera to rock right. Um, but yeah, it's. I didn't think the game was dreadful. And I can see why it would have scored pretty high in the, what, 99 when it came out? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's, the genre has come a very, very, very long way. The genre was better than this before this game was released. 
yeah, significantly absolutely. better than this. I mean, before this, we had Crash Bandicoot, we had Spyro the Dragon, we had Super Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie was out in 99 as well, if memory serves me. Mm, um, yeah, uh, 98 Banjo-Kazooie was. 98, and then yeah. 99 you had um, Donkey Kong 64. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like it's this. it's a tried and tested platform. It's not to say that this is like the first of its kind. You know, it's been yeah. well established. Oh, it's nowhere near. Even on the PlayStation, there's better mid-budget platformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Forty Winks is better than this as a 3D platformer. Um, because I think it's really, I think it's a condemning thing to say that this is the tutorial level effectively yep. it's designed to be forgiven there's no bottomless pits i'm presuming they come into the game at some point um and everything's pretty simple to get to and simple to navigate around <clears throat> yeah but still it highlights the issues with the game i think so yeah absolutely like you know it's what one of the things is like if you look at the controls as you say it's like I think the controls are like both hypersensitive and completely clunky at the same time, which uh, yeah. is two things that contradict each other. But it's like, you know, with the camera, it's like, you know, um, you take any other game, right? If you just like flick the analog stick in a different direction, your character will just stay in the same spot, but he will do a 180, mm-hmm. right? Buzz yep. does like the whole circle around. And yep. the cam- then you have to wait for the camera because the camera goes after and it just it does it's not it's not as fluid as it could be some of the movement mm-hmm. is but then it's yeah it, it's, it's it's contradictory to itself exactly it's, it's sometimes yeah. you're like oh that feels really good and then a lot of times you're like no it's not like there i don't know why i didn't grab the ledge it doesn't yeah. really matter the grand scheme of things because i've gone beyond your time here um <laughs> but but it's just it's frustrating in a lot of different ways but you can see there's a, a, fl- a flicker of a really good platformer in here. Like, yeah. there really is. I mean, the level design's fine. It's not awful at all. Um, I just would love yeah, to know no. why there's acid in his basement, you know? I've been pressing it battery acid or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think they should, call, they should call a maintenance man out on that one, I think. <laughs> but yeah... Beyond complaining about about the game and how it controls and the camera and stuff like that, um, I yeah I ran this for about two or three hours. A couple of my runs were better than this one, but with a whole heap of my PlayStation Five has been giving me a wee bit of jip with recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my fastest time was like eleven minutes twenty something. Yeah, um, it's marginal like, really then. It's a solid minute faster than this one, but the recording was completely unusable. And then I tried to go back and tried to integrate some of the things. I just could not get it to work at all. I was just like, no. No. Love it being this a PS1 port mm-hmm. on the PS5. How but did you go about resetting uh, a challenge if you if you if you needed to? Did you just quit I the didn't. level and go back or I don't think I quit at all. I just thought, oh, this one's dead, but I might as well um, get to the later part of things and just sort of get where everything is in my mind. Okay. So I just use it as a learning sort of tool. I really. found that there was a lovely little, uh, we'll call it a little time save for me. If you hit the wee pause button on it, you can save a point in the game 
and then you just reload back to it. So every time I like botched a run, I would just basically hit a Save reset the... button and go back to the yeah. Okay. Just yeah, so hit, hit a save state and go straight back to the. the so is this the point where you tell us you actually got a six forty two, but you just doctored the save states and you know? Um, oh no no no! I'm not that. I'm not. Together. <laughs> I don't have enough time on Earth to splice save states together. I was very much a botch a run reset back to the uh, press X to start button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I never actually. I don't think I actually reset a run just because it was frustrating anyway. So ruining a run wasn't actually that much more frustrating than just the act of playing the game. <laughs> to be that, honest. Uh, that makes sense then. I think but I yeah, I had both worlds with that, to be honest. I had big trouble with these stars. Sometimes the double jump will get you two stars. Sometimes it will barely get you one. And I'm presuming yeah. it's because I'm running it into them. It's um, the, yeah, so it's like, if there's any, if, you, if you're like, I think it's like, if you're impeded by like one frame, it will mm -hmm. kill all momentum. Like, yep. it's, it's, it's one of those like hypersensitive things, which is just unnecessary, you know, um, like, it's, yeah, like, <laughs> I always liked this game as a kid. Like whenever I was, mm -hmm. I never had this game as a kid. It was one of those ones that would have always borrowed from like a friend or a neighbor or something like that. And I liked it playing it. I never completed it, but it was always like, you know, you borrow it for like a week or something. You just play it through mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as much as you can. And I liked it because it was something different, a game I didn't have. And even like when I bought it a few years back, I liked it. See speedrun on it? No. No. <laughs> it's not <laughs> actually a game that's actually suited to that speedrunning format because it's nearly like it's too heavily on the platform platformer side of things. So you can't actually get a good flow. Well, the platforming thing is fine for speedrunning. It's more just the actual gameplay of it. It's just, you know, if you have to be, like, incredibly frame-specific with your movement and your jumps and everything, like, even on that, you know, if you don't hit that in the right place, you don't get a good jump. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, 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 like, like, Lover, you were doing the same jump onto the scales there, but your momentum was different every time, and that makes every... absolutely zero sense. Or something Every, like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one thing. It's one of those things. I think in a platformer, you have to be able to trust what your buttons are going to do. Yes. And in this game, I had zero trust that I knew what Buzz was going to do, and I think that is an absolute killer, especially in a platformer. Yeah, especially in a platformer, and like. I think, you know, it's almost akin to like early Crash Bandicoot as well. Like, you know, if you if you're a frame off on your jump, you are you you are scraping the platform and you are falling down and it is like yeah. that's heartbreak yeah. city. But for some reason with Crash Bandicoot, because like you just look at that and you just think, Well, that's okay. You know, it's for some reason it's less rage inducing because it's like more challenging as a game, whereas this is mm -hmm. just kind of in a sense, poorly developed mechanically, yeah. anyway, you know. Whereas, yeah, I can see what they were going for. Yeah, I can see, I can see the Mario 64 influences all over it. Yeah, and I can also see the Banjo Kazooie sort of influences on it too. But I don't know who developed this game, they're no Nintendo, nor are they rare. 
I think was it not Activision? I'm pretty Activ- sure. It was Activision, Activision would have been yeah. a publisher. Would they would be publisher? Um, Traveler's Tales. It's Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. Yeah. Traveler's Famous Tales. for the Lego games now. Yeah. Famous for the Lego games. But yeah, so that was my run. My run time was. What was my time? Two, 12 minutes 12, and 49 four, seconds. 12.49. That puts me into a pretty solid second place here. The benchmark <laughs> time is is safe. So it is. Um, but yeah, that disaster. Um, it's still installed in my PlayStation 5. But that's because after editing this footage and going, do you know what? I'll give it one more go. I was like, no, no, I won't. I just turn my PlayStation off. So <laughs> I, I won't go back to it. Um, I will never complete it because I have watched the, the speed run, the full speed run. The later levels look like they could be a massive pain. Oh, they um, are. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, want, I don't want any of it. I don't want any of those controller and camera issues on much more intricate yeah. levels than this one. So thank you very much, Traveler's Tales. I did not enjoy your game and i will never play it again but i know it exists and i have nice i have played i've played it so my opinion is now informed thank you very much high scores high stakes review bombing review bombing 24 year old games (laughs) (laughs) writing complaint letters to ign for giving it a a 10 back in 1999 (laughs) i do have to say though like you know some of the later levels in this game are quite good and then some of them are equally as bad like um it's it's actually one of the most underwhelming ends to a game that you could ever okay. see as well like the the last level you fight the prospector and two other of the bosses from other levels and mm-hmm. it's like this sort of almost like a turn-based kind of thing and then they just threw it all together at the very end that yeah. was so odd and, and as, soon, <laughs> as soon as you if, as soon as you win the boss fight it just comes up like a screen. Congratulations. No, it doesn't. I know it, does. it doesn't. Yep. It yeah. just says congratulations. It's like, okay. Thanks, mate. No credits, nothing. Just takes you right back to the start. And no. yeah, it's 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 just one of those, like, like I say, some of the levels, like Al's Toy Barn is a really good level. Um, there was another one. Is Penthouse is actually quite a good level. But then, like, once you get to, like, the airport levels, it's just kind of, like, too platformy for what the game really can offer. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I find, but, yeah. I can see, I can, I, I could see there in your run where the frustrations sort of came from. <laughs> especially, yeah, yeah. Especially in a speedrunning setting, because it's not the sort of thing that you kind of register whenever you're just playing the game normally. You just think, oh, I missed that jump. Okay. But you're like, you're against the clock. It's kind of like, okay, I need to do this. You know, yeah. oh my God, it's not working. Yeah. You really, really pick up on all of the issues within the game. Yeah, and that that's it. Casually, I'm sure this is fine. But yeah. in this sort of setting, it, yeah, the, the fall in the garage, I think, was, was like, the last, that's dead. Do I just see it through game? then? Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'll just, I'm, I'm this far in. I might as well just see what the rest of the level is and sort of see what is going to have to be avoided in the next one and it is frustrating but yeah it is what it is it is what it is it's not great but do you know what game is great tom hawk do tell us lover name that game let's get there name that game the internet's favorite video game game show i am your host mr lover lover 
<laughs> and today is a special day because today we're going to do three games because this is a one-off sort of celebrity special, if you will. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone hasn't seen it yet. Name the game is very simple. I have spent far too much time perusing Amazon's user reviews for PlayStation games, and I have picked the best of the best, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop of reviews. I'm going to read the reviews, and it's these two's job of, from the information given in the review, to name that game. If, after the review, no one can name the game, I will give them a clue, and they'll have another guess. And there'll be a second clue and a third clue. So you'll have four guesses at each game. If you name the game, you'll get one point. If after three clues, no one can name the game, nobody gets the point. It is very, very simple. The only rule is that when I'm reading the review, no one shouts anything out because let's let, let me read the reviews and then we'll see if you can name the game. So the theme of tonight is because we're playing Toy Story 2, I have picked platformers. So all three games are platformers. So Andy, Tomahawk, are you ready to name that game? Let's take us there. Okay, game number one. Every element of this game has been lovingly and meticulously honed to perfection. The hand-drawn sprites are stunning. The level designs have been lovingly crafted and the music is a joy to behold. Enemy designs are varied and brilliantly comical. Playable characters are numerous but a little less creative. Many of the unlocks are the same as the original characters with different colour schemes or an additional additional element added. For example, a helmet. The gibberish version of popular songs never fail to raise a smile in the music levels. Each platform, enemy and collectible, has been placed with meaning and precision. All of these factors add up to a variable, a very enjoyable experience. Possibly even better than the original. Tomahawk, Andy, name that game. Oh, I was, I'm just going to go straight off the bat. Is it Sackboy? Okay. Andy. It's not so That's, easy taking part now, is it? <laughs> that, has, that, that, that has thrown me for a loop because I feel like that could have been a number of things and whenever whenever you said hand-drawn sprites yes immediately i thought of remember that game on like ios and android doodle jump yes that was the first thing i (laughs) thought (laughs) yes but then you said earlier it was it was like playstation games so like that obviously isn't a playstation Mm -hmm. game so i highly doubt that it's going to be doodle jump but i feel like is doodle jump going to be your guess I mean, I know it's wrong, but yeah. <laughs> it is wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. He's, he's playing for that clue. I'm playing for that. Exactly. I'm playing the game here, you know. Nobody has guessed the game. So your clue, number one. It was designed, directed by Michel Ancel. Name that game. That does not help in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Think of the name. Think where that person could possibly be from. It's a bigger clue than you think it is. I've got Mirror's Edge in my mind. Okay. That's not bad. Oh, that's a really good guess, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of clues in that review. 
platformer French. I don't know. No, I'm gonna. I actually, I'm gonna pass because I'm gonna play for the next. Wow! I thought you were working your way through it. There, I thought you were gonna get it. It was released in 2014, and it was developed by Ubisoft Montpellier. Name that game. Damn it! Clue. That is a really big clue. It's, it's massive clue. French Ubisoft. Ubisoft is kind of I, I know I I feel like I know the franchise, but it's the it the name of the game is what I yep. am unsure of. But I think it's uh, Rayman. Okay. Do you want to add anything more to that, or you just want to leave it at Rayman? I can't remember the name of the game. Oh, I'm going to go Rayman <laughs> Legends then. Okay. That was okay. it. That was it. That was the. That's one of the word I couldn't think of. That is it. Tomahawk has named that game. It was Rayman Legends. It was yeah, Rayman boy. Legends. I literally so handed that to you on a silver platter. Oh my yeah. god. Dead. I couldn't you remember. Know. I couldn't remember the subtitle of it, and that was oh my god. Rayman Legends, great game, great game. That's, by the way, yeah, that that's that a, review, good platformer. That review without saying the words Rayman Legends give you everything you needed to get Rayman Legends. Really good game. Um, ready for game number two? So it's currently Tom one and eight nil. It's a good thing with three games. We need a winner here. So game number two. The twist with this game is that you can fight the final boss at any times. But completing each level will give you what you need to help you in your quest. The platforming levels are accessed via books on the overworld map. By manipulating the books before entering them, you can change the level inside, such as freezing the book to freeze all the water, flooding the book, flipping the book, etc. This means that each level has two versions of itself. The overworld is great to explore, solving clues to riddles, figuring out how to access things you can see, all without fear of feeling deadly traps. Name that game. That is a game I've literally never even heard of. The idea about manipulating books. So this is this is some sort of cross 2D, 3D platformy type. So think about what he's telling you there. So what if you imagine Mario 64, but like with a Super Mario World map, and rather than going into paintings, you're going into books. That's how you oh, select your Oh, it's Paper level. Mario Curse of something, doodad. I'm going to lock Curse that answer of... in. Okay. Uh, I've never heard of that Super <laughs> I... Mario, but okay. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Thousand Year Door. Oh. Yes. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. But Okay, and this is a place, this is a PlayStation game, right? Yes. Or yeah, okay. So it's definitely not Paper Mario. Um, I'm gonna pass on this one. Okay, no problem. Clue number one. It wasn't Mario. <laughs> Clue number one is it is a sequel to another Kickstarter game. Name that game. Oh, I was gonna say it takes two, but. I have a feeling that's that completely 3D. No, that wasn't a Kickstarter either. It's Ubisoft, I think. That's it. 
think so, yeah. Andy. Goat Simulator. Okay. Oh, dear. Nobody has named that game. <laughs> Clue number two. It is made by original members of Rare. Name that game. Rare should be up your street, Andy. Yep. It should be, but I can't really think of any games developed by Rare that are on the PlayStation, only Xbox and Nintendo. I I never said it was developed by Rare. It was made by former members members of Rare. Um... It's the it's the, these are it, tricky. It's the Kickstarter game that is yep. what's getting me because I don't really know any games that were made as Kickstarters. Is it okay? Is it Limbo? It's not Limbo. Oh. I'm gonna go on a limb and say the Binding of Isaac. It's not the Binding of Isaac. Nobody has named it. This is the last clue. The title. The lead characters and the game structure was all heavily inspired by Banjo-Kazooie. Name that game. I'll give you one extra clue. Free, free. The names of the main characters is also directly copied from Banjo-Kazooie. Ukulele. Tom? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Give, I don't know. I'm going to give Andy the point. Okay. Just for the drama. Okay? So the, it was ukulele and the impossible lair. Yeah. Not with, okay. a, uh, not with a million guesses on that one. Sorry. It, so it was a hard one. Ukulele, so scores. You, yeah. When you when you said inspired by Banjo Kazooie. So yeah, because I actually recently bought ukulele on the Switch uh, mm-hmm. because you know that's what I knew about it, and it was supposed to be. So when I looked into it, it was supposed to be like the the reboot of Banjo Kazooie. That's what it was supposed to be seen as, but it wasn't. Yep. A, it wasn't a success. It's okay. It's it's fine. It's just yeah. If you've played the one, you've played them all, kind of thing. Is this yeah. like cult classic type game? Really? No, or? no, not, not at all. It's not it, even it, no. Like it, it, like so like in term in terms of that, Banjo Kazooie would be the cult classic kind of game. This is just like we wanted inspired. to appeal to a more oh, contemporary okay. audience, and it just didn't yeah. land. I yeah, mean, so the, the impossible layer is slightly different. It is two D. It's a two D side uh, side scroller. It is. It's it's meant to be way better. Uh, but I've never played it because not my not my jam. Are we ready for game number three? The scores are tied. Andy has one. Tom has one. Okay, the scores are tied. Yeah, we're going to we're going to the third quarter here, boys. This is it. The last game. The winner takes it all. This game is great. If you're <laughs> into good. classic style platform gameplay. That's not what this is about, though. <laughs> the release date delivery service is shocking. <laughs> Should be coming today. I ordered it over a week ago. And it's not even out for delivery or anywhere near me. Thank you, Amazon. Ordered here because the comic book skins 
that come with it should have just gone to the local shop or ordered from shop two instead. Cheaper and better service. I can only recommend ordering it from here if you literally don't have any civilization around you and or if you're not bothered about getting it on release day. The gist of it is this. The game is good. The game characters are good. It looks good. The music is great. But Amazon service? It's bad. Name that game. I like that that doesn't review the game. It just bashes Amazon. <laughs> There's bits in there, though. That's why I picked this one. There's yeah. bits in there. Uh, I'm going to say Lego Marvel. Okay. Tom? Is it some sort of Sonic game? I need something more than is yeah, it that's a, a question. It's not a guess. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta go. Sonic Legends. Okay. Nobody has named that game. Okay. Clue number one. It is a sequel to a classic game released all the way back in 1991. Name that game. Gonna let Andy go first on this one. Um, nineteen ninety one makes me think it's Sonic related or something along those lines. Okay. Um, the comic skin Sonic's, that's throwing me. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Sonic comic skins are massively. I'm gonna say Sonic Heroes. Okay. Tom. I'm gonna go with No, I wasn't I was gonna say Spider Man of some description, but uh I definitely don't think that that's <laughs> I mean Love is giving me the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh I'm gonna take a clue on this one, so I'm gonna pass and this hopefully okay. might give it a bit more. It was released in twenty twenty three. Name that game. 2023? Yep. 2023 comic book strip platformer sequel in 91. Mm-hmm. That's quite a lot. There's a lot in this. There's a lot in that is right. Not a lot for my little tiny brain, but there we are. See, for, you know, for a game released this year, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a sequel to assumingly a classic game from 1981. Yeah, this one should be fairly obvious. Yes, it but, is. Yeah, that's why I picked a rather obscure review of it. Yeah, because everything else was just too much recently. Like, is it Crash Bandicoot Four that came out in 2022? But that's your guess. Oh, it's just 2021, maybe. 20... Yeah, Crash Bandicoot Four has been out for years. Yeah. I would even go as far to say 2018, 2019. Possibly. No, not that far, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I remember it was a massive deal when that came out. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it was definitely... I'm pretty sure it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I think it's 2020, because I think it came out after Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Yeah. Anyway, Andy, what's your guess? 1981 is what's... Um... You're on the right track, both of you. Apart from Tom with... Crash 4. Completely wrong track. Uh, 
PlayStation game came out this year. That's 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 the kicker for me. Um, this is this this is where my Nintendo brain is just like yep. completely failing me right now. Yep. Um. The white name. I'm gonna pass. I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, last I know, clue. I know. Last clue. It is the latest sequel in a franchise of games that has over 20 entries and it is one of only three games that was not wholly developed by the team named after the game. Name that game. Both of you have mentioned the correct franchise. Both of you have mentioned the correct franchise. I just need a game name. Uh, Name that game. It's Sonic, yeah. Um, Heroes? I said Sonic Heroes. No, you didn't. I did. Sonic Heroes was was released in 2004. Not 2023, Tom. Is this going to be a draw? Or is Andy going to pull the, the right only, game yeah. out of the sky? The only other Sonic game I can think of, I didn't even know there was one released this year. The only other yeah. one I can think of is Sonic Frontiers, but that was on the Wii in like 2007. Um, Unless there was a remake of that. This is going to kill me because you know what, actually, the, as soon as you've... Uh, so now that I know it's a Sonic game... And I've already thrown out the wrong guess. I was looking at the PlayStation Store earlier, and now I know exactly which one. Yep. Yep. It's a pretty big game. So Sonic Frontiers, is that your guess, Andy? Yeah, I know. It's a throwaway, okay. but unfortunately, that's what uh, Like, I mean, right now, it's it's for, yep. for, what, for the not that it's worth, it's Sonic Superstars, but there we are. Sonic Superstars. Sonic Frontiers was last year. Mm-hmm. But that means at the end of our sibling rivalry episode (laughs) (laughs) it has ended with a draw so of course the team that wholly produced it it's only one of three games they didn't wholly produce it's called sonic team sonic team okay incredible and there we go a draw all that build up for a draw hang your heads in shame gentlemen Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was close with Sonic Frontiers, even though I did think it came out in 2007, which I'm pretty sure it did as well. It was last year. It came out in 2022. What was, was the, what was the one on the Wii then? Like Sonic and the Lost Rings? Sonic and the Black Knight? Or Sonic 06? I feel like... Well, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I was still closer with... He's the Quiz Master. He bloody well knows. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I don't doubt that. It's just... Was I, was, last I was just convinced that it was like... No, I was convinced we had it on the Wii. Or Matthew had it on the Wii or something. No. You know? No. But there was Sonic definitely a the... Sonic game. But it might have been Sonic Heroes. Yeah. Or Sonic... Of... The other two I mentioned. Sonic and the Black Knight. Random, <laughs> no, random game. Developed yeah. by... Mar- created by Mark Cerny? The Black Knight series? Hmm. So it was just side note, a wee bit of a PlayStation <laughs> link there into your Sega games. And speaking of quick links, let's link into Tom's attempt of Toy Story 2. The state of play as it stands 
is Andy's time of 6.43 was nearly doubled by me. So that was <laughs> pathetic, really. <laughs> and that means that the pride of this podcast, our reputation, and our more importantly, our unbeaten streak in SideQuest is, is in very real peril here, Tom. So we need you in this run step up to beat to step up to the plate for for once be a man <laughs> and take down your younger brother <laughs> i mean a sibling beat down is what these the listeners want to see is sibling beat down it's I'll all absolutely give all them about. yes that's what it's all about so i am going to let you take the stage the mic and run with it um and whenever you're ready mate you can hit that play that's button. it so we don't have fancy uh tickers and you know score cards and on our views so you're just gonna have to trust me as i say this is a good run if it wants to play so off the bat i'm just (laughs) just getting coins shooting everything that moves and speed and precision is the aim of the game yep and i tried that and realized that doesn't that doesn't work and it's just as handy just as handy to climb the whole rope and i figured um, i'm just going to go straight oh. up yeah, i I've... definitely tried to do that but it really didn't work for me like i was able to get like the movement up holes in the ropes and stuff but not able to do that from the rope up to the the, the frame that's kind of cool i will admit that i did kill a second there trying to get the coins again but I'm cutting as many corners as I can. I'm trying to find any bit and any sort of hitbox that I can manipulate and try and get even the getting the sheep on the fall. Yeah, I I'm doing. I am well, doing what I can. I'm not gonna lie. That is, it's quite impressive. It's fast. The so the thing that does slow brave. me down is that having to target the robot without actually going into first person mode. Yeah, yeah, that was like a big one because, like, you know, like we even saw in Lava's Run where the time you missed and you can't, you don't have time to charge up the laser again. Um, no, and that is like a massive like time killer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That was very, very, very good. I find in some of my runs it was just easier to run up to the robot, and then you're guaranteed to hit him. <laughs> you're you're wasting time running towards him. Look at that. That is. Uh, see i did i remember you were saying an awful lot about these blind jumps and this is pretty much what i just exploited the whole way through is like i'm not messing around here i've done enough efforts and enough attempts at this that i more or less know where everything is at and i just need to just have a take a leap of faith really and just hope that i'm gonna land roughly where i need to (laughs) yeah it's it's given the mechanics of the game that's like all you can really do as well that's it well, we're 18 coins in, and we're two sheep in, and we've got one token, so we are... Unbelievable. No. I'm, thunder- Unbelievable. I'm absolutely thunder-gunning it here. It, it, it is a heater, like, you know? It is. I'm, <clears throat> I'm actually... Now, I don't know if... Nervous. Did any of you notice this? Did any of you notice this little... On the cup? Uh, ...texture? Okay. Nope. No. No. So that one is because if you try and reach the wheel arch, you'll hit the bottom of the lamp, so you actually... Uh... Right. Oh. Okay. You'll clip the you'll clip the lamp and you'll fall off. Mm. So yeah, I found if you right. balance on the cup, you will uh, <laughs> just set yourself up enough to grab the ledge on the light. 
Yeah, so just like that little boost of like an extra exactly. frame or two. Yeah, of course. That's clever. Is, I didn't even, you know, clever. I feel like I definitely could have saved about twenty seconds off my run had I had I took that had I known yeah. that, but no. That is very very clever indeed. Mm. You're flying, so that's another one. He's still racing. And RC is still oh, yeah. racing, but the problem is, if he just gets in your way, he he will just drive straight through you, basically. And yeah, then he, I forgot he... that it's a not a sharp, not a sharper right turn as I'd hoped, and I've gone trying. <laughs> <And> to... I... <laughs> you see, when you do things like that as well, like when you're speedrunning, you really do get conscious conscious of the time that you lose from the little bits of movement, and it is like. Uh, it really does it bring your like awareness of it like through the roof like in probably for probably the worst reasons that is unbelievable this is that. good movement this is like i uh i panicked in the jump there as the my little spin around proved. yeah <laughs> i like went fully went to go and run on it i was like no i'm not set up for it and i i bottled it a little bit but yeah, we're on that's... track we're, we're we're making some pace yeah. here at the minute you're flying here absolutely flying <laughs> oh god now i noticed the key is to you don't have to move that middle box you just have to move the tallest box yeah, yeah. I, I i did the exact same thing and it worked for me i yeah, am I, I will admit i'm getting concerned i kind of wish i had a thing for splits now just to see where we are because i know for a fact if i wiggle the cursor here i'm gonna uh oh, yeah, it'll, it'll, the, it'll give you the full time here I'm looking but... at this here, and I'm just absolutely—I'm <laughs> absolutely reeling at some of the movement here. I, it's unbelievable. It abs oh, You skip the vast majority of the basement. It sickens me by using the banister <laughs> on two occasions. That banister took I... an eternity to get that little texture clip, just so I could be lined up for that. And there's another sort of bit of a failing: the grabbing the high chair. It. If you're not lined up perfectly to it. Yep. You'll not grab it. Yeah, so it's the same thing about me. I think I went through it. Now, the this one is... problem I think I did have is I'm seeing here I've got 38 coins mm -hmm. and yep. all I have to do is get the sheep and then yep. go collect the coins. I still am a bit short here. Yep. Yeah. And I'm running out of real estate. <laughs> You're only five short and there is some in the living room you haven't picked up. Isn't there? That's a great strat, that right there. Just a blind, but it was, again, it's just another just blind the, jump. Yeah, yeah, but like the 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 butt pound as well to, you know, help momentum. Clever. But that's all you can ever do. You can't actually like, not in this version anyway that I've done. You can't just jump on the scales and get it uh to catapult you across the way. You have to use the the ground pound essentially. Yeah. 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 And this is it. One more. But then point. I get myself all turned around there because the uh, the camera is facing the wrong way. So I just I nearly a struggle just to get through the door. Then. Yep. And then this is this is it. You're going to deliver gonna this do last is... coin to Ham. And go over the finish line in a time. Wow. Of six minutes and. 39 seconds <laughs> beating Andy's oh. time by four seconds. That is 
That is that's tight. Tight. That is tight. That's unbelievable. Okay, that's unbelievable. So my my <laughs> my question to you then, right, is whenever you were watching me do this yesterday, like what was your oh, I watched you no, I watched you do one run. And it oh, was the you... run that you submitted. That's all I actually last, had saw. The, the last one that yeah. I did, right? Oh, okay. So like, oh, I'd whenever... done about four hundred runs before years. So like, so when I, whenever uh... I, what was what was your like live reaction whenever I said, "I'm not doing this anymore. This is the one I'm gonna submit." I have to get my skates on. <laughs> oh, so you did that after you did this? After? I had. I think I said to the boys in chat, yeah. "I have a seventy-second deficit to overturn." Oh, yep. I. But you yeah. had the benchmark but prior to doing like you know your run well i yeah i sort of thought i was confident i saw your one confirmed final submission and i went actually i may get my skates on and even i had the boys go you kind of need you're the closest one yeah you need I'm... to bridge that gap so what yeah. i'm hearing here is it's nothing more than a hollow victory no, not at all. It's uh, I, I, I fully made my submission comes well within the uh, the deadline. This, yeah. this is why I t- yeah an, ex- an an extended deadline based on internal politics of not wanting to lose to a guest. I mean, you say conspiracy. I say this is just how we work. I hear. I mean, no, I, I better I, laser. I say it's um it's moving the goalposts. But it's you know you guys make the rules, so like I can't really complain. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I don't know what's going on here right now, but I'll tell you what has happened. Tom has beat your run by four seconds. He has. He has. I will. I will. Um, do you know what? I I will happily, uh, graciously accept the defeat. Um, however, Tom, I would like to propose a counter challenge. Oh dear. Ooh. Grudge chip. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. So my challenge, my challenge to you is, and I'm sure you can guess where this is going. But is it a 16 star run on Mario? Because I world record it. It's fine. It is a 16 star (laughs) speed run on Mario 64, right? But what you have to do is you have to beat that. In the time it takes me to do a seventy star run, whoa, oh, easy, mate. No, well, well I like that. The, but okay, this is on minimal practice, so you're not allowed to grind and do runs before <laughs> to try and BS your way like to an this. easy victory. I like this. He tells me I move the goalposts. Look, I'm just moving them right back here. You know, like you're moving them into a different sport. Exactly. Different... You know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin on that one because I'm actually intrigued about that idea. But uh, so, I may need. Uh, well, I, I will require a bit of coaching first. But you no, know, absolutely. Like I, I we'll, will happily show you the glitches, the skips, and so you can do them comfortably, but only individually and not in a run. And I will do a 70 star run and the lower time wins. Now, for reference, my 16 star time is 1947. An average first ever 16 star run could be anything about an I'll just hour. take four seconds off it, it'll be grand. That'd be easy. <laughs> my 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 70 star PB currently is an hour five minutes. 
So that's the rough benchmark at the moment until I can, you know, start running. We will again. put a pin on that one because I, I do, uh, I quite like the idea of that. It's okay. But that is my, that, 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 that is my counter challenge proposal in result to, um, <laughs> post story gate here. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Speaking of gates, let's close the gate on this challenge and we'll talk about it afterwards boys and that's it another dramatic end to another dramatic challenge and another challenger getting sent packing with the tail between the legs talk of conspiracies here there are no conspiracies only high level speed run gameplays being done here tonight Andy. Of course. The um <laughs> speedrunner has been out speedrun, as it were. You've sped run yourself into trouble in the form of Tomahawk. That's what's happened. He's resident <laughs> speedrunner here. That's what I do. To infinity I mean, and beyond. That that's what Tom does. He speedruns platformers. Not re- religiously or anything, but he but he does them, he does them pretty well. Uh, he dabbles. He dabbles. I mean, required. That was, <laughs> yep. that was a very good run. It was. I'm not it gonna was. lie. As as impressive as Andy's was, and it wasn't yours was extremely impressive, and it's a sort of feat I could only dream of doing in Toy Story 2. I got I got nowhere near it. I think my fastest time was eleven thirty, and I was like, I'm never never getting anywhere near a sub ten. Never. I don't have the interest. I don't have the desire. And more importantly, this week, I didn't have the time to really dedicate four or five, six hours to that game. Sort of that sort of challenge requires. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it didn't. But it was overall, overall, bad game. I think maybe are we critiquing it harshly based on the challenge at hand, or yes. is it maybe just a passable platformer? But all we can do is judge a game on how and why we played it. Yeah, true. Is it a bad game? Yay or nay? I think... I I think it's a bad speedrunning game. And I think for the time it released, it was behind the times. There was far better examples of 3D platformers on the PlayStation. Yeah. There was also a lot worse. Um, was it a bad game? Probably not on the grand scheme of things. I think it's harsh to review a, ninth, a game that released in 1989 in 2023. So let's go back Absolutely. to the time it released. Yeah. Was it a bad platform in the PlayStation 1? No. At time of release, no. It's a, what you have to remember, it's a, it's a film tie-in yeah. to, yes. a pop, uh, to a then sort of established franchise and traveler's tales probably got nine months to make it exactly and i think uh, a grand scheme of things in the time it was released solid Uh, you can see why it's reviewed in the sevens and eights really i i fully understand that i think i think a seven back in 1999 is equivalent of a five now do do you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. if that makes sense A, a seven it wasn't a bad game back in the 90s it just wasn't i i, no, that's, I mean we and we, we we've said about how you know uh the playstation has churned out games and titles over you know its lifespan of its consoles and mm-hmm. i think for however many are out in in the world at a seven or eight rating you'll Fine. take like that that the, the devs will take that absolutely 
Yeah. 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 I mean, it has issues. Yeah. But it, a lot of the issues it has are, weren't exclusive to Toy Story. No, I, I, even back in the day, like, iffy controls were everywhere. <laughs> I'm struggling to think of a PlayStation game that doesn't have some sort of like acclimatization period where you have to get used to the controls. Yeah. Bad cameras existed in 3D platformers up until Super Mario Galaxy. Some would argue they still exist in 3D platformers. Oh, yeah, you know, a lot of the issues we have highlighted tonight um, aren't exclusive to Toy Story 2, to be no. fair to it. The, it's enemy placement's not bad. The item placement's not bad. It's not cheap. And it didn't do things to trick the player either. It's just a very straightforward, this is a bog-standard, run-of-the-mill platform game, but you give us nine months to a year to make it, and that's all we can do. Yeah, anytime. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think because, you know, it's a specifically a movie tie-in, whereas, like, if you look at, like, you know, games now that are, like, movie tie-ins, like, we'll take Spider-Man for an example, for example. Yeah. That's less of a movie tie-in now than it is, like, a franchise, mm-hmm. you know? Like, whereas, mm-hmm. like, the all the games from, like, you know, days past where they were specific to a movie. Like, take The Mummy, for example, or The Mummy Returns, the, the game mm-hmm. of that. Absolute oh, garbage, you know? Like, yep. it was just... But you could tell it was rushed. You know, graphically, it was fine, but control wise that's it you want to put you want to put it in when it's still in the relevancy and lifespan of maybe the movie cycle as well exactly so like these games they're not setting out to be groundbreaking revolutionary titles it's just more to boost the franchise that they're a part of like you know that is it's more it's it's more done for like the movie's sake than it is like the game itself because like you know like okay back in like 99 whenever this game was released right people weren't looking and like being oh my god the controls of this are rubbish like you know the textures are all you know that's just mm-hmm. like us in 2023 it's a victim of where we are exposed. now yeah yeah exactly yeah. like we've it's... been exposed to like essentially now games are coming out in 4k and it's like you know yeah. mocap and yeah. everything everything's all uh, you know people were just happy to see something familiar Back. I would love to have seen like behind the scenes and they've actually got mo-capped actors playing buzz can't texture grab a high chair <laughs> that's why it's so iffy because dude was just too big he's like trying to grip on it's yeah yeah it's not it's not about I we've, I've been particularly treating it harsh but it's not a dreadful dreadful game it was a good challenge I wish I had more time to dedicate it and give it an actual proper show on in this rather than what I had to produce, but it is it is what it is, but yeah. it is another win for the podcast, Tomahawk, well done. Of course. Well done. Um, yes, well, well, well done. Well done. I will congratulate you guys on this. <laughs> you know, I will. I will graciously accept defeat. <laughs> now that he's finally decided to submit and cower to his victor, really, that leaves us with just a few more things to talk about. Thankfully, it's not a seven minutes social media roundup. It's not going to be that. But let's get to the roundup section. That is it, guys. Another episode wrapped up. It is done. Second episode of the side quests nicely ticked off the list. That leaves us then to tell you what's happening next week. We have another guest episode where another person has come to the podcast 
to try to take the crown off our heads. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is. I'm not going to tell you what the game is because that's part of the fun of High Scores, High Stakes. Going back to the old ways. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, The only thing I will say is I will recap exactly where you can find out what we're doing, um, where to best find our videos, our podcasts, our everything else. It is highscoreshighstakes.com where you'll find absolutely everything that you need to know about us. And Andy, if you want to remind everyone where they can find your stuff as well, mate. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash andygames underscore 94 and on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all under the handle andygames underscore 94 because simplicity. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Make sure you do check out Andy's live streams. They are very, very fun. And if you're particularly vocal in chat, you can make him run around like a headless chicken in Resident Evil and it's great crack. Yeah. And I definitely, <laughs> definitely do not get uh, emotional on my live streams as well. <laughs> if, that's not a reason, <laughs> if that's not a reason to watch his stream, I don't know what is. And on that note, that leaves me with just one more thing to say. I've been Mr. Lover Lover. This has been High Scores High Stakes. See you Monday. Love y'all. Bye.